My name is Matt Brown, and this is a UFC reaction pod. Let's start the show. The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Thursday, June 15th. Oh, shoot. It is the middle of June, and it's 2023, and we have a great show for you. Dolo is taking the reins for this one. He has reacted to UFC 289. Amanda Nunez wins her big match, goes out on top, and shows why she is the special legend she is. Charles Oliveira is turning into a big star himself. He gets a big win on Saturday night. And there's a lot of other great things that we're going to hear the great Dolo Ren hear his reaction and analysis and all of that. But before we head it off to Dolo Ren, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdConvoPod, or on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So as I said on this special UFC reaction show, this is an very rare episode where I actually let Dolo do his thing, and he is really great at it, clearly awesome analysis knows what to say regarding the world of mma and so far he is now six for six in ufc picks ufc 288 he picked three fighters won them all on the money line and he did it again for ufc 289 he picked three fighters Oliveira, nunez and mallet and yeah it's and i saw him over the weekend and i say to him listen doll you need to you need to bet a little more. You need to raise these stakes. He puts $10, makes a three-leg parlay, and the odds were plus 300, and he took home 40 and he took home $40 after putting 10 in. Now this guy's put some more and he clearly has some credibility now I would say, and I think you can really trust his picks. Like there's no doubt about it. He could definitely do it again for UFC 291. I certainly will will make a wager and now we can hear why he's able to pull this off i get it, it's only two events but i know he's going to keep pushing it and pushing it and show why he's really good at this stuff and before you know it he's going to be a ufc and mma handicapper and we can say he got to start here on the Productive Conversations podcast. Not only being a great associate producer and my guy behind the scenes and my number one partner in this, but he knows what he's saying when it comes to UFC. So let us hear what he has to say about this event in Vancouver, the surprise retirement of Amanda Nunez, the uh, rise of Charles Oliveira, and so much more. And we'll see why he keeps hitting these picks head on. So this is it. I'm handing it over to Dolo Ren. It's your turn. Make sure you do great work as you usually do when it comes to you to these UFC podcasts. And let us see what he has to say about UFC 289. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. What I tell y'all? What did I tell y'all, man? I told y'all what was gonna happen. I told y'all go for the money lines. 
I might have got the submission thing wrong with Oliveira, but I, I, ain't, I didn't really push that one. I didn't really push that one. I was really pushing the parlay for the money lines on the main card. And y'all got, y'all got to see the results, you know? Whether you was in Vancouver or whether you was watching at home, whether you paid that $85 and an arm and a leg for it. Listen, man. We got another main card right. UFC 288 and 289. Back to back. Six for six. I'm like Jordan right now. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. I'm like Jordan right now. I mean, my competition, you know, is it's um is it's pretty tough. Look, I'll tell you right now, Michael Bisbing's predictions were ass. Straight ass. Well, he got the Mike Mallet fight, right? But a lot of people were gonna get that one right. Uh, Mike Malice is a monster. Like, you know, and the guy he was fighting, I mean, it was a good fight. It was a good fight, but like, and it was a good matchup. But, you know, he got that one right. He got one out of three. You know, I got three out of three for 289. Holla at your boy. Uh, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's the weasel. It's the Mexican martial arts. Martial artist on YouTube. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot his name, but I just see that's like his name for YouTube, for the channel. You got the weasel. Um, I think I said that twice. Damn. Um, Ariel Helwani. You got Michael Bisbing. You know, a lot of people that was making predictions. I didn't see everybody's predictions, but I saw Bisbing's, and boy was he wrong. Boy was he wrong, and boy was I right. Now you got to throw Dolo Ren in the mix, man. You got to throw me in the mix, and you already know that's a self introduction. Uh, Productive Conversations podcast. Once again, as always. It's the martial arts show, a mixed martial arts show. Hopefully we can find a cool name for it, but that's what we're rocking with right now. PCP MMA, UFC, let's get it. Three syllables, all throughout. So we're back today, a little bit later in the week. Uh, what's today? It's June 14th, Wednesday. I wanted to record yesterday, but you know, I got a kind of busy work schedule. So, you know, things happen and I wasn't able to really um, get this out earlier, but it's okay. Um, UFC 289 is now in history. Uh, it's, it's been a few days we've been able to let this all soak in. And to be honest, what people were saying about the card eh, kind of ended up being true. As far as like a little bit lackluster, I mean, it was cool. It was cool to see, you know, Amanda Nunez hold ground like he like she always does. It, it was cool to see Mike Mallet, you know, really showcase his his skills and you know put put one on for for Canada. But I mean, and Mike Mallet has a really bright future. We'll get to all, we'll get to the three fights in a second. You know, the three fights we predicted, but. Charles Oliveira, man, he's really the reason. He's really the one that carried this show, this whole event. Even even from the beginning, people really wanted to see Oliveira. Because uh, when they found out the Pena trilogy was canceled, you know, Irene Aldana was kind of a fill-in. It, it made sense before, but, you know, seeing the results now, it's like, okay, yeah, that probably probably was a bad matchup. Kind of kind of Irene's fault, to be honest. She wasn't fighting the same. Like I said, we'll get to it. But Oliveira, man, Oliveira, like what a what a hell of a performance! Got the finish without even getting dropped, without even getting dropped. I mean, he did want to play the ground game for a little while, but you know, it, it was it, it was it was kind of weird to see what he was doing on the ground. 
but everything he did was effective and straight to the point and just like I said man that right hand that long reach that right hand is like a laser when it's mixed in between those combos that boy fast too bro that boy is fast too bro uh Oliveira did his thing I want to cover that fight first so um let's get to it let's get to it so we had Oliveira Darvish um just like we covered you know just like we were talking about in the last fight hold on sorry I had to pause it for a second so yeah we had the lightweight fight we had the lightweight fight with Oliveira Darush um just like we went over in the last in the last preview I could go watch you know the preview to see you know how they matched up how we thought they were going to match up before the fight and honestly this this fight it was a co-main event it should have been a main event because wow what a hell of what a hell of a performance by Charles Oliveira you know that's exactly the kind of win he needed you know and and kind of like you know kind of like Justin Gaethje he got it done quick you know like just like he did against uh, Justin Gaethje he got it done quick and and straight to the point he's been really showing you know the prowess with his striking man is different you know his levels you know, it, it hit different when, when you got Oliveira in your face throwing the right hands and the hooks. and the, You know, it just hit different, bro. So, yeah, as far as this fight, you know, um, man, like Darius came out. He kind of, kind of came out in a more, like, careful stance. And my bad about the mic, I, I, I got to figure out my situation. Like, I'm sitting on the edge of my bed. Just hyped as hell talking about this card, you know, with the mic all in my hand because I can't put it on the coffee table because it's not close enough. Forgive me. We'll get it right. But don't mind the mic in the in the view for a little bit now. So, uh, yeah, Darius came out kind of like safe, playing it cautious and kind of in a different stance, more kind of in like sort of like a boxer kind of stance, you know, but still was was kind of ready to square square up and go for a takedown like he usually tried to tries to do but uh it didn't work out in his favor this time man um but uh he you know regardless Darius was able to bring it to the ground he was able to bring it to the ground and the thing thing is when he got to the ground and mind you just all in the first round it all ended in the first round so you know when he was able to get it to the ground it was it was funny because you know you see Oliveira doing these like upward kicks and like you know like really doing anything he can to, to you know disrupt Ola, uh, d- disrupt Darius's rhythm, you know try to disrupt his flow and trying to get that submission and get into the proper position. So Oliveira, you know he has a lot of experience on the ground with, with jujitsu, so that was a good thing. That was a good thing to showcase right there, and something that he could probably you know improve on when he fights Makashev. Although Makashev, when he comes for that takedown, he's gonna lock you in. So, you know, still kind of high hopes for that. You know, I, I do want to see Oliveira win that fight because we know that's coming up next, but we'll get to it. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, Oliveira was able to bounce back from the ground. Darius was trying to do ground pounds. And, like, I guess he was trying to just start doing ground pounds once he saw Oliveira was doing, like, you know, weird stuff to kind of disrupt him. And, honestly, it just wasn't too effective. It, w- it really wasn't too effective because Oliveira was able to bounce back up and you know when when they got back up it was a master class of just elbows and right hands like that right hand is is like a laser man i i you know knowing Dariush had that weakness you know was prone to getting hit by those 
at, at an elite level, it was it was coming. You know, we it, that that was that was bound to happen. And PCP Productive Conversations podcast right here, your boy Dolo Ren called it. Already knew the right hand was going to be a problem for for Dariush and. That's exactly what happened, you know. It was a few combos, and the right hand is what, if you really watch the replay, the right hand is what really buzzed them in between that combo. So, you know, and, and eventually, you know, that, that's what led to Dariush getting dropped, you know. And, and yeah, man, it was, from then on, it was, uh, it was uh, a little bit of pound town from there, but then... Charles is just able to get in that, um, you know, was able, was just able to finish it, like you know, was just able to finish it on the ground right there, and yeah, that's that's the fight we ended up getting, man. Oliveira, with that finish, man, with that finish, it was a beautiful thing to see, real beautiful thing to see. Yeah, sorry for that, sorry, sorry for the little pause right there, but um. Yeah, Oliveira was able to get it done, just like, you know, how we thought he was going to get it done. And, um, well, maybe not exactly, but, you know, I thought he was going to get a submission. I thought it was going to go to the fourth round. You know, I, I thought, I thought, um, I thought Dariush was really going to um, do something there. But, uh, you know, at least take it far like he usually takes his fights. But this one didn't go too far. This one didn't go too far uh, at all, at all. So, you know, it, tough loss for Dariush. Great win for Oliveira. Um, Darius just has to, you know, find his way back into the winning column. I think he'll be okay, you know. I, you know, they put him up another ranked opponent. Um, I'm not sure who right now because, you know, that'll, that'll take a little bit. Um, that'll be a little tricky, you know, with um, Poirier and Gaethje fighting each other. And, you know, we know Oliveira is going to fight Islam next. We know we know the Oliveira-Makashev fight is coming right next. So... As it leaves Dariush in a weird spot. It leaves Dariush in a weird spot. But yeah, uh, it's uh, it's definitely Oliveira Makashev next. And you know, Makashev actually responded to him on Twitter. Responded to the fight on Twitter, saying, uh, "Let me see if I can pull that up real quick." Boom. So now, when you see, when you see this tweet right here, that's that's on um, this is on Makashev's uh, page. But it says, "Congrats, Charles." But there's still levels in this game, so <laughs> I, I think uh, I think Oliveira so, somewhere in here did actually uh, respond, but um, but yeah, like uh, I don't know, I, somewhere in here Oliveira did respond. He was like, "Yeah, there is levels to this game." It was a very humble response. But you see, Islam is on his neck right now. You feel me? So, uh. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for the man. I don't know. I don't know how else to put it, man. It's just. It's gonna be tough for him. It's gonna be real tough for him. But uh, that's what's, that's uh, that's gonna be the next one. And I can't wait to see that. I'm not really sure when they're gonna do that, but they should do that real soon. And well, not, it won't be too soon because we got a few other fights, you know, that are coming in the next few months. Two ninety is gonna be crazy. We're gonna preview that at the end of this, but. Yeah, hell of a fight. Hell of a fight and really carried the card and was an amazing performance. So uh, shout out to Oliveira. Hats off to Benil Dariush. Thank y'all for the fight. It was cool. And um, hopefully Dariush gets back in the winning column. But we want to see Makashev and Charles Oliveira next. 
Now, the next one we should cover is Mike Mallet and Fujit. That one, I didn't really know exactly how it was going to go, but I just felt like Mike Mallet was just a better, well-rounded fighter beforehand. I felt like Adam Fujit had a, had more of a inclination to striking and and was this uh was this uh kind of had Colby Covington uh attributes to him where he will he'll, he'll use his takedown to drive you to the fence and try to wear you down and we didn't really see we didn't really get to see too much of that we got to see Mike Mallett really put on a performance as far as striking and and it really wasn't a bad fight Fuji put up a good fight it really wasn't a bad fight but uh to be honest it, it um it was kind of predicted you know even Michael Bisbing got this one right you know, if Michael Bisping could get one right, you know that it's more than likely. Now let me stop. I ain't, I ain't talking. I ain't talking trash. Michael Bisping is a hell of a champion, hell of a former champion, hell of a hell of an analyst. But I'm coming for the spots. I'm coming for the analyst spots. Excuse me. I'm a little bit sweaty. You know, I got. You know, it's just passion dripping down right now. So let's talk about this fight a little more. Um, you know, Mike Fuji was doing those little feints that he does, like those little knee feints, so you know, kick feints. And Mike Mallett was just paying it no attention. Now, when it comes to feints like that, that's kind of how you want to approach it. Like, yeah, you want to be, you know, in boxing, my boxing coach always told me one thing. He told me to um, be ready for anything. Be ready for anything, but don't anticipate anything. Because when you anticipate is when you start thinking too much, and then that's when you get caught. And that's exactly what I feel like Mike Mallett was um, practicing when it came to this fight. When it came to this fight, I felt like he was practicing, you know, that very mantra right there. And Mike Mallett was just, you know, determining the fight, you know, on, on the feet. And and uh, Fuji was was able to put up a decent fight. It didn't, you know, it wasn't another first round finish for Mike Mallett. It was a third round finish. And I believe it ended with a guillotine choke. Yes, it ended with a guillotine choke. And... You know, Mike Mallett was, uh, he had a lot of success, you know, switching stances in the Southpaw, switching back to Orthodox. You know, in, in MMA, it looks a little different. You know, in boxing, it's a lot more smooth when you make those transitions. Like you watch a guy like Terrence Crawford, he's a guy that can make those transitions so smoothly, so easily. And a guy like Mayweather will make the, make that, that Southpaw switch whenever it fits him, whenever he, maybe he's on the move and he'll switch to Southpaw just to land a, a nice a nice cross or, or, or he'll do it just to land one shot on you and then get out the way and you know mix it up and when he's putting that pressure on you like uh like even in even when he fought McGregor you could see Mayweather kind of move to that move to, like shift to the right but like throw like a but throw like a cross while he's shifting into into the right it's, it's hard to explain but um but that's pretty much what was going on. Mike Mallett was a uh, was switching stance and it was and it was doing wonders for him for the fight and scoring and stuff. Uh, he still has to keep his hands up though. You know, Mike Mallett still has that thing where he's keeping his hands low. But I can understand. You know, he you know you got to keep your hands somewhat somewhat down to be prepared for a takedown or whatever. But Fuji's not even like a takedown kind of guy. But I do get it. He wasn't trying to, you know, get grinded against the fence by Fuji and then eventually get on the ground and get ground pounded like Kinoshita did. So this was a hell of a um, hell of a performance for Mike Mallett. Uh, another finish, ten finishes in a row. The man is nasty, bro. The man could fight, bro. 
he's creative, you know. You know, another submission win just shows like his submission prowess is this. It, it was it was it was good to see you know Mike Mallet you know this is someone that could really be a problem in the future, and I I really like this guy. This guy's really good, man. And you know that the alpha male that alpha male training really helped with with that guillotine choke. You know that's a classic alpha male um guillotine right there. So you know hats off to him, man. Good win for Canada. Great win for Canada. Um, we'll see what these boys got next. I, I can't really predict or say what will be best for them next. You know, we just got to see how time goes because these guys are still young and, you know, they're still early in their careers. And, you know, they have long careers ahead of them. This isn't an end-all fight for Fujit. He could bounce back from this and Mike Malley could keep on going. You never know. They might see each other in the future. But uh, for now, Mike Malley has it. Mike Malley's got it. Very good fighter, man. Very good fighter. And... We could just end this on the Nunez Aldana um, coverage. Uh, I know I was kind of all over the place as far as covering. Maybe I should have covered this fight first. Or maybe I should have covered the Mike Mallet fight first. But either way, the reason I'm leaving this to last is just because it's just a little bit lackluster. Um, well, maybe that's not even a word. It was very lackluster. It's just like Irene just didn't come to fight like how she usually does. Uh you know, I, I was doing, like, a breakdown of the first round and seeing how, like, you know, Amanda Nunez is just peppering in those shots with the leg kicks. And, and you know, Irene was trying to have some countering success where she did actually get, like, a nice little counter hook and then moved out the way. Uh, it's just that, you know, Amanda's pressure just didn't let her continue with that success. And, and um, you know, eventually, you know, throughout the fight, it was going to the ground and, you know, Amanda was getting the better of those exchanges. And really, that was just the whole story of the fight. Amanda getting the better of the exchanges and and Irene just not being as uh, willing to exchange. It, you know, she just seemed very hesitant, like almost like scared. I don't want to say scared, but there might have been something going on that we didn't know because it's just so weird to see a fighter like that, you know, that's that we that usually brings the fight but didn't this time you know uh aztecian warrior like irene aldana with that mexican blood flowing through her veins you know ready to ready for any challenge we just didn't really see it it, it, it went you know it went the distance but uh i just uh just wanted to see more from from irene and i can't say i'm like too surprised uh this was kind of just this is like an alley-oop for Amanda, to be real with you. This is a real alley-oop for Amanda. And um, that's just what we got. Was this uh, an Amanda Nunez uh, showing, an Amanda Nunez uh, display of excellence, once again. And it ended with her retirement, which left Juliana Pena really mad. And I left Juliana Pena really mad. Um, Apparently she was like yelling from the crowd like you suck what was that yada yada like, you're scared yo I could imagine I would be very pissed even Dana White was like yeah I would I would I understand Juliana Pena's frustration like she's probably pissed off right now and with good right because it's like you know you're just gonna retire with you know you got unfinished business with Juliana you know but if Juliana Pena really makes like a good run after this after Amanda Nunez retiring. Like, uh, I honestly believe Juliana Pena should fight Holly Holm. I think that's, uh, yeah, I definitely, 
I definitely said that somewhere here. I I believe she should uh fight Holly Holm next. Um um but uh I feel like Holly Holm and Raquel Pennington should have a fight and whoever wins that fight, Juliana Pena should should face and that should be for the title. That should just be an open fight for the title. Um you know, let her get let her get a comeback fight, you know. Uh with the ranked perform with a ranked opponent. And you know, it's uh, I would I would just say Irene. You know, she has she has a um. Irene Irene should just sit on the sidelines for a little while. I think she should just like reevaluate her game plans, her strategy, reevaluate how she has things going. And I'm sorry for it looks very dark right now. Uh, I'm trying to um fix that. You know, I'm trying to get that right. But um, apologies for for the darkness here. Uh. But either way, Irene Aldana, she should just take a step back, uh, heal up. Her face looked really bad after the fight. She was really getting to put on her, really getting to put on her. Her face was hamburger meat after the fight. So, yeah, not good. Uh, but for Amanda, yeah, she, she could go off into the sunset for now. And, you know, if Juliana Peña makes a good run back to the title, it it, it could it could be interesting and we might see Amanda Nunez want to come back you know on some GSP type stuff or you know we just got to see where it goes but um this was this was dope this was dope to see Amanda you know retire on top uh the fight maybe wasn't as good as we wanted but it it, it wasn't it wasn't the worst and you know and, and um shoot it kind of leaves the kind of leaves the title open for whoever so I just think Juliana Pena is going to eventually get it she's just very good and you know she was able to do what she did to Amanda but Holly Holm I, I do want to see Holly Holm become champion I don't know if she was I think she was a title holder for a little while I'm not too sure I could be I'm, I'm, my memory's a little iffy on that but it would be cool to see Holly Holm with the strap again you know bringing all them titles back to Jackson Wink you know you got John Jones as the champion then Holly Holm come on now that would be cool. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much how the card went. It wasn't the greatest card in the world. But uh, Charles Oliveira really, really pushed this one. And we had a, we had a good moment seeing Amanda Nunez put the, put the belts on the ground. And it was cool. It was real cool. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad, you know, Amanda Nunez was, was feeling comfortable enough to retire. She really has nothing else to prove. I think I said this before the fight too that she really didn't have nothing else to prove. So I'm really glad, you know, that she could hang it up and feel comfortable with her career. But uh, as fans, you know, show got to keep going. So we'll see what happens. I'm calling for a Holly Holm Raquel Pennington fight, and then the winner of that fight faces Juliana Pena for the open title. That's what I'm calling right now, and that's what I think should happen as far as bantamweight um, women's division goes. Sorry about that. Uh, so, yeah, we uh, that that was pretty much the three main card predictions that we had, and we got them right. We six for six right now. We Jordan right now, man. So we're gonna keep this going. Hopefully, you know, we gotta keep we get a good uh, winning streak going, and uh, ho- hopefully, you know, we stay on top with it. Hopefully, we stay on top with it. But uh, hmm. I guess uh. We have 290 to look forward to, and 290 is going to be a hell of a card. I'm really looking forward to 291, but uh, we should uh, we should check out um, some some promotion for 290 right now. Uh, 
Let me uh well at least like what the what the the tingy ting says. Boom. So we got a uh we got the card promo thing right here and you see that the main card has the World Featherweight Championship between Alexander Volkanovsky right here and Yair Rodriguez right here, the interim champ. That I'm going to really have to do some uh, some studying on. I'm really going to have to study, you know, the fights on that and really study their, their past and their, their tendencies and their st- how their styles match up because Yair Rodriguez could really take that one. Um, but Volkanovsky is just a pound-for-pound guy right now. He's pound-for-pound, pound. you know. He's got to be pound for pound number one, even with the loss to Makashev, which um, if I were to put my two cents in here at the moment, I just think, uh, I really think, uh, to be honest, Volkanovski should still be pound for pound just because, you know, when he, when he, even though he lost to Makashev, it, it, uh, it was it was Volkanovski going up, and yeah, it didn't succeed. But you know, he still has his featherweight championship, and we didn't see Makashev go up and wait. You know, he fought a smaller guy and beat a smaller guy. So there's not a lot of pride to having that. Although there is pride in beating Volkanovski, you didn't fight him at his natural weight, at his natural weight class. So in my eyes, Volkanovski's still number one pound for pound, for sure. For sure, it could go to John Jones. It could be John Jones, but um, yeah, bro, it's just uh, just being honest. It it, it Volkanovski should still be pound for pound, but either way, let's get back to it. Let's get back to it, y'all. Let's get back to it. Uh, we have Brandon Moreno, I think Andres Pant- Pantoja. I, I kind of messed up his name there. I'm sorry. But um, yeah, we got the World Bantamweight Championship with, with Brandon Moreno as a champion fighting Andres Pantoja. Uh, got to do some more studying on that fight. Not too sure. A little iffy on that one. But these are good matchups. You know, when it's when it's an iffy prediction or like, you know, you're having time trying to figure out the prediction. Uh, you know, that means it's a good fight ahead. You know, it's, it, that means it's a good matchup, at least, you know. That, you know, the matchmakers are doing their jobs, doing a real good job here. So let's keep on moving. Then the next one is Robert Whitaker at a middleweight belt. He's coming back and he's fighting Duplessis, the guy that's been calling out Israel Adesanya for not being African enough. And yeah, this is going to be a hell of a fight too. Like, I really want to see what Plessis is able, able to do with his ground, with his ground prowess, uh, with his prowess on the ground. And Robert Whitaker, just one of those overall killers, man. Robert Whitaker, I really want him to win this fight. But uh, like I said, there's still tendencies and things that, you know, make fights, that make and break fights. So got to do some more studying on that. You know, we got Dan Hooker coming back against, I'm not sure who this guy really is, to be honest. Uh, Bo Nickel. Uh, we got Robbie Lawler. Yeah, Robbie Lawler's, this might be Robert, Rob, Robert Lawler, Robbie Lawler's last fight. So I, I think I do want to cover that fight. Usually I do the three. Usually I do the main card fights, like three of the main card fights. But um, I do want to cover Robbie Lawler's fight, so we're probably going to do that. Sean Brady's coming back against Della Madalena. Like, that's another good good fighter right there. Figueredo's coming back, another exciting fighter. Like, man, 
we got a we got a lot to look forward to in this um 290 card. Definitely got a lot to look forward to. So um, with that said, I think uh, I, I think that's that's a good way to end it. Once again, I'm sorry that it's a little bit dark in here. Um, I got to work on the lighting, but um, we're still trying to give you this content. We're still trying to pump out content right now. Still trying to give y'all good predictions. And we just had to do a victory lap on this one. You know, we winning right now, baby. If you bet, if you use my predictions for UFC 288 and 289, 288, you absolutely, like, you 8X'd your money. Now, if you listen to me for UFC 289, you at least 4X'd your money. So let's keep trying to make some money, y'all. I'm going to do my best to give y'all a good prediction for UFC 290. But regardless of the predictions, we're going to give good breakdowns. So keep on tuning in. Uh, we'll figure out a, a name for this MMA show. Something something clever. And definitely get a little bit more light in this mug. Let me not curse. A little bit more light in here. You know, it's for the next show. Um, apologies again for that. Um I think we covered everything for now. I wanted to cover some MMA news, but I think I'm going to do that as a separate segment, like a separate kind of thing. Still still in line with the MMA show, but might just do like a, a separate video for MMA news. Uh, so we'll get to that, you know, in the future, in the near future. But until then, it's been your boy Dolo Ren, and this has been the reaction to UFC 289. So happy that we got our predictions right. And I'm so happy we put money in y'all pockets. So, you know, keep coming back. And you're going to keep getting these good predictions. So, holla at me, man. I'm going to holla at y'all. It's good talking to y'all. And see y'all see y'all real soon. Definitely before the next event. Because I definitely want to do some MMA news. A lot of things going on in MMA that we're going to get to. But, yeah, until then, I'm going to catch y'all next time. You're welcome for the free money. <laughs> Peace, y'all. Dolo Ren, great job, buddy. You keep getting better and better. We will see you for UFC 290, which is during the second weekend of July, July 8th. And we are excited to see your predictions and reactions. And hopefully you win us all some more money. You're the man, Dolo. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. Don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Prod Combo Pod, TikTok at Productive Conversations, and we're on Facebook at Productive Conversations as well. And check us out on YouTube at Productive Conversations. So we are back next week with some very, very fun shows. We have Topic Thunder coming back next week. That's going to be released this Tuesday. And then Thursday, assuming my guest does not flake out, we are going to have a Taylor Swift exclusive podcast. And what does that mean exactly for Thursday? Well, pretty much... We are just going to have Swifties come together and we're going to talk about Taylor Swift, talk about her impact, why she has such influence. Will she, is she the truly the biggest star in the world? Will she even be bigger and bigger? Is she the most important person in the world? We're going to hear from Swifties themselves and talk all things Taylor Swift next week. Plus, we have the NBA draft to get ready for as well. And yeah, we're rocking and rolling as usual. 
I want to thank Dolo Ren for doing the great work he always does behind the scenes for this show and the great work he just did for this podcast and breaking down all things UFC 289. I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for always supporting us no matter what. We have a very big week next week. Taylor Swift, Topic Thunder, NBA Draft, and it's going to be a lot of fun, so get ready for it. Have a wonderful and safe weekend. Happy Father's Day to all our fathers and father figures out there. My dad, Alan, you know you are my biggest inspiration for a reason. You are such a great dad, and I hope you have a wonderful Father's Day. Now, you, I know you'll be visiting Brendan in Miami with mom, so we will see you when you come back and celebrate Father's Day correctly. So happy Father's Day to my dad. Happy Father's Day to everybody celebrating. And yeah, let us have a fun, safe, and relaxing weekend. It's already mid-June. Mid-June turns to late June. Late June turns into 4th of July weekend. Then July goes through, then August, and then it's September and the fall's beginning, and we're getting ready for another NFL season. So let us enjoy the summer every moment we can. All right, have a great weekend, everybody, and I'll see you next week, and it's going to be a big one next week. All right, peace.